Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Ann Ukenen. Praise the Lord. I'm getting ready to go back to school soon, so not yet, no kids yet, but they're coming. <laughs> and I bet, you know, it's just like the Christmas and mom and dad can't wait, wait for school to begin again. Like, I, like every time I hear that Christmas carol, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, yes, <laughs> I'm sure they feel that way in the summer. Um, <laughs> uh, as many of you know, we went, uh, Ari and I went to Quebec City a couple weeks ago and so nice, so lovely, so much fun. And there are so many cannons everywhere you go. There's cannons everywhere. We went to the Citadel, we're walking, all of a sudden the like biggest bang in the world and we jump and we're like, oh, they must have a cannon, cannon uh, firing at noon because that's what it is. <laughs> and sure enough, every day at noon there's a cannon firing, but we were surprised by it. We jumped. <laughs> it was rather loud because we were rather close. Um, and, uh, and so all these cannons around, like, so they have just tons of cannons, so they just put them places. And so there's cannonballs, there's, you know, all sorts of cannons, you know, like, you know, over here, over there. And I thought it was so interesting as I was looking at all these cannons everywhere that there's, like, that a long time ago that they were mighty displays of power and were, had destructive force in them. And now here they were a decoration. I thought that was really interesting that they could be used. They have potential, but obviously for safety reasons, done everything that they need to do so they'd be okay, filled in stuff. But the destructive power and the power in them was inert, ineffective, and they're just sitting there as a decoration. And I was, while I was noticing it, the Holy Spirit was saying, this is some of the believers in the body that you have this canon of God's power on the inside of you. But it could be, ju it's just a decoration right now for all it's doing, for all it's doing. Well, let's go to uh, 2 Timothy. Well, we can, keep, we can be thinking about that, coming back to that idea. Oh, actually, uh, 2 Timothy and 3. This know also that in the last days, perilous time shall come. Did you know you're in the last days? We are in the last days. People before us who are passed away now, they thought they were in the last days too. We're in the last days. But, and I'm going to go jump over to the Amplified. But they understand this, that in the last days will come and said in perilous times of great stress and trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear. Like pandemic, Wars, rumors of wars, which God said that would happen, things happening. And we're shocked and surprised, oh, that that happened, but it happened before and it'll happen again. For people will be lovers of self. We see this all the time. And utterly self-centers, lovers of money and aroused by inordinate greedy desires for wealth, proud and arrogant and contemptuous boasters. They will be abusive, blasphemous. I love that word blasphemous, although I don't like doing it, but 
a meaty word. Scoffing, swearing, swearing, blasphemous. Disobedient to parents, <laughs> ungrateful, unholy, and profane. They will be without natural human affection, callous and inhuman, relentless, admitting of no truce or appeasement. And they will be slanderers, false accusements, troublemakers, and temperament and loose, of loose morals and conduct, and controlled by fierce, hater, and by fierce haters of good. Like these things we see. Like um, Ari and I was, were just watching a, um, we've been watching this show about this hospital in, in uh, New Orleans when Katrina came and the things that they were dealing with. And you're watching it going, how can you not see? Like, but we knew, like, they were all excited. They got over the hurricane, but they didn't know that the levees were going to break and that they did. So there's, you're watching the movie, and we know what's going on. We know what's going to happen. But they're excited, and we're like, oh, yeah, wow, we're over this. And then the levees break. And you're, hearing, you're seeing all sorts of human error. But where God is not... There's going to be lots of human error. Because without God's answer, it cannot go well. So we see these things in the world, and they're not, we don't want to see these things in the world, but we see them. They will be treacherous, betrayers, rash, and inflated with self-conceit. They will be lovers of sensual pleasures and vain amusements, more and more rather than lovers of God. For although they hold a form of piety, True religion, they deny and reject this, and are strangers to the power of it. They're strangers of his power. We are not strangers of his power. His power is on the inside of us, waiting to, waiting to explode. But just like a cannon can do nothing sitting there, you need to have a match. You need to have the things. You put the cannonball in. You put the, the black stuff that really is the good stuff. You put the gunpowder, the black stuff. And you put a light on that fuse and kapow. But I can have a cannon. I can have some gunpowder. I can have my, can my cannonball. I can have everything there. And the cannon will do nothing. It can sit there. The gunpowder can sit there. The fuse can sit there. It'll sit there until the soldier puts it in its place, lights the fuse, and kabow. So we have something to do to allow that power on the inside of us to explode. And it may be easier than you think. Because it's all it requires is a word, a prayer, a giving something, giving a water bottle. We think it's going to be some complicated thing. Like, we think that God's power is only in a big, huge service with people in, in, in the front all in the altar and then people getting pr people praying for them and that's only where God's power is but that's not the truth that's not the truth the power is in you to go out and unleash the power 
Like we have, we don't have everybody praying for everybody in the altars. We only have a few, but where, where's your altar out here in the world where you're going and using that power? Because there's people that they do everything, but they don't want this power. They reject and are strangers of it, but we're not strangers of it. We're not strangers of this power. Their conduct belies the genuineness of their profession. Avoid all such people and turn away from them. Don't go near those people. And you know who has God's power. You know who's using God's power. You know who loves God's power and the Holy Spirit helping and guiding and leading. You know those people. You, don't, you just stay away from those people that, that don't know those things. But please tell them. Be like Bruce and say, well, there's more. <laughs> there, there's tongue speaking. Because everyone has a point. You go out in the world and you ha- there are people. There are people that don't know him at all. And there's people that know him a little bit. And enough to, to not know him all completely. And they need to know him all completely. They need to be baptized. You need to be filled with Holy Spirit. You need to be fill- uh, speaking other tongues. We have testimony of people who have tried to live the right way without the Holy Spirit. And they had no fun. And it was no good. And it didn't go well for them. Because it's easier with him and the Holy Spirit helping you. There's people here that like that. (laughs) We're filled with people like that. For among them are those who worm their way into homes and captivate silly and weak-natured and spiritually dwarfed women loaded down with the burden of their sins and easily swayed and led away by various evil desires and seductive impulses. Huh. These weak women will listen to any, anyone who will teach them. They will for, be forever inquiring and getting information, but never able to arrive at recognition and knowledge of the truth. Do you know those people that are always learning? They're going to the next conference. They're going to this conference. They're going to that conference or they're reading this book or reading that book, or they, read, they, they listen to a lot of YouTube stuff from all over. And then their life not is not changed. Their life's not changed. Why do you want to be with those people? And why do we want those people in our house? If they just, they just love the idea of learning and they don't love him. And you know what? And don't get me wrong. I like learning. But as once I put learning above him, it's useless. It's useless because we need to know him. If we know him, we'll know his teachings. We'll learn what we need to know and not the extra bits that make us sound super smart and super spiritual, but our canon's just sitting there. or they don't have any canon at all. You know the people. You know the people who are improving. You know the people who are changing. You know when you look at someone, the fruit. You know if you were in a situation, who would you talk to to pray? Those are people that have their canons ready and they're ready to go. And you know who you wouldn't go to. And you know who you wouldn't talk to about a situation because you know what's going to happen. And maybe you've done it before and you really regret doing it. 
no condemnation. Just don't do it again. But <laughs> go to the people that you know, that you know will help you and speak the word and speak the right word. And maybe not the word that you want to hear because there's some of that too, that you don't really like it. There's been situations where I've been told something and I didn't really like it. I don't, I don't like that. Because what it really means is I had to change. <laughs> but in the same thing that I don't like it, I love him most. And I love him all. That what I don't like is easy to lay down. Because there's going to be things that you don't like to do. But if you want a cannon that's fully operational, you're going to have to leave some of those things that you don't want to leave behind because that's how it's going to get done and that's really how we're going to take take the city see people's lives changed our own is just the beginning your life changed leads to others lives changed so don't let them in your house you see they're wasting your time if you're pouring and pouring and pouring into someone and there's no change, and they really like to hear everything you have to say. They, don't get me wrong, they like to spend time with you and you're pouring, 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 but no change. You need to be pouring elsewhere. Pouring elsewhere. Yeah. Because they might be, like this is in the Bible, these people are out there. But we can know who they are and we can know who to be with. We can know who to pour into. We can know who to run to. I mean, first and foremost, the Lord. He's with him. We can run to him. And there's people that are speaking to you, him, through, you, through them, to you, with words that change, words that bring life, words that correct. And they're good. Never, but are never able to arrive at the recognition and knowledge of the truth. But you are not those people. Later on, we're going to find out. We're going to come to a verse that's going to talk about these people, but we're not it. We're not these people. Now, just as Janus and Jambres were hostile and resistant and resisted Moses, so these men are also hostile and, and to and oppose the truth. They have depraved and distorted minds and are reprobate and counterfeit and to be rejected as far as the faith is concerned. But they will not get very far. For their rash folly will become obvious to everybody, as was that of those magicians mentioned. So we're going to come, come to the story for a second, but has there ever been a time when you've spoken the truth and someone has been resistant to it? <laughs> and I see a lot of people laughing. So it's maybe not happened once, but maybe more than once it's happened where someone has been resistant. Think about Moses. Talk about resistance. I think you don't have a pharaoh <laughs> staring you down. I, I think you don't have, like, your resistance was not the resistance that Moses got. But he got resistance too. And you'll get resistance. And guess what? You might get resistance this week. But that's a-okay, because you know what? Who cares? <laughs> Moses did what he did. He got them through. Yeah. He had resistance. 
but he walked through. But let's go to that. Let's go to this situation where he received resistance. But this is not the only time. You can read all of Exodus and find lots of resistance. But (laughs) let's go to Exodus 7 and look at just one. And Exodus is super easy to get to because it's Genesis, Exodus. So Genesis, and in Genesis, there we go. And Oh, no, I'm sorry, Exodus. So not a big deal that I said Genesis because Exodus is next. So Exodus 7 and in 8, it says this. And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, here we start with an instruction. When Pharaoh says to you, prove your authority by a miracle, then tell Aaron, throw your rod down before the Pharaoh that it might become a serpent. So we have instruction. Always follow instructions of the Lord. It's always good, always best, and I've always been glad that I followed instructions and never, ever happy when I didn't. I always felt happy and glad to follow instructions. But here we have a miracle. God's miracle power at work is going to do something. So Moses there went to Pharaoh, and they did as the Lord commanded. And Aaron threw down his rod before Pharaoh and his servants and became a serpent. Yay, they followed God's instruction. So cool. So great, it became a serpent. I bet they didn't guess that this was going to happen next. That happened. <laughs> then Pharaoh called all the wise men, skilled, magic, uh, skilled in magic and divination, and the sorcerers, the wizards, and the jungle, jugglers, which I find interesting, hmm, that they should also, uh, they also, these magicians of Egypt, did similar things with their enchantments and their secret arts. For they, every, for they cast down every man his rod, and they became serpents too. Hmm. Hmm. So sometimes, when we go out into the world, we're going to be seeing people who do something like what believers do with the same results. Huh. Interesting. That's why people go to those seance things and go to those kinds of things. There's familiar spirits at work that know something but don't know our God. And they go and they get their palms read and they get these things done that are not of God. But they seem close. They seem close, but they're not right. They're not right. Because if we read a little bit the rest of that verse, for every man cast down his rod and they became serpents, but Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. So we can look at things. We can say, hey, that person over there is not following the Lord, but their life looks so great. Look at that. They got a really great car. Their children are are behaved. They're they're doing everything right. How come I'm following God and it doesn't look like that? We ask these things because we're looking at circumstances and we're not looking to him who 
has made you perfect? Who is helping you with your children to make them perfect? To equip you to have everything that you need? We can't go by looks. They all did it. They all did it too. But God will make an example and eat them up. (laughs) We don't go by what we see. We go by his spirit. Because there's people out there that it looks okay. But there's something quite not right. Like those people, it looks like miracles. And they're charging for something. Big red ding-a-ling ding-ding. Because... You shouldn't be charging for that. (laughs) You can't buy it (laughs) like we learned, and you can't sell it (laughs) like we learned. Big clue. Things that seem kind of, sort of, you're like, oh, that's a big clue that the Holy Spirit's telling you that that ain't right and you shouldn't touch it. Because there's these things out there. Should I go to this meeting? Oh, I don't think so. But, but my schedule's clear and everything, and so-and-so's going to that meeting too, so it must be okay. But you're like, oh. Don't go. <laughs> don't go. Listening to someone that hundreds and thousands and other people listen to, but something not quite right. Maybe you even haven't even heard them. But you look and you go, hmm. I shouldn't. Don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) Guess what? This is the Spirit, Holy Spirit talking to you. In case you were wondering that this is the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit helping you, protecting you. Oh, and then also you should do this. Okay, go do that. Oh, this person. Oh, this meeting. There's, t- there's times to go to things. And there's times to go do stuff. And there's t- books to read. And there's things to do. But there's, there's tons of books in the world. And a, whole, a Holy Spirit who could tell you which book would be best for now. And he can show you. He can show you these things. And we have a whole bookshelf out there. You can go look. Practice it out. That one. And read it. And be blessed. Because he's good. So we'll just go back to um, Timothy there. But I just want to read back in Timothy where it's talking about these magicians again. I'll say it says, Now, just as uh, Janus and Jammers were hostile and resisted Moses, I find this really interesting that Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh, who had authority. And they went there. And usually when someone has authority, the person below them is resistant. So my students, I'm not resistant to my students. A child, a a parent is not resistant. A parent is not resistant to their child. It's the other way around. 
the child is resistant, the student may be resistant. Praying that that's not so often, but... <laughs> and children as well. But they're saying that these magicians were resistant to Moses. Hmm. Who is in charge there? Who is in charge in that court? Who is in charge there? For all intents and purposes, that's Pharaoh's court. But was it? But was it? Obviously, it was not. Because Moses was coming in there with God's plan and God's solution, God's instruction. And they, the magicians, were resistant. And Pharaoh, very resistant. So, who had the power? But they made snakes. Pharaoh said no. But that snake, Aaron's snake, ate those snakes up. Swallowed them like something very, very large. Swallowed Pharaoh's army. Hmm. Who's in charge? Who has authority? David. They defy the armies of the living God. Who has authority in Canada? Bill Prankford, Bill Prankford mentioned that, that our prime, prime minister knows that we're dangerous. <laughs> he's aware of those cannons. And he's doing everything he can. But like we heard this morning, we're not under their guidance. Hallelujah. So that's something to think about. You have a power that you're allowed to and have every right to use and wield. But we get under people in those previous verses. Oh, maybe I shouldn't. Oh, I'll maybe, an maybe another day is another day to do this. Oh, I should, like, these are all excuses that you can tell that they're excuses. <laughs> There's a, like, the Holy Spirit says, not now. Wait, there'll be another time. That's different from, oh, I really shouldn't do, like, kind of whiny. Like, I should really, oh, I shouldn't do that now. If anything that, the, that uh, we heard from Chariots of Light is, go to everyone. Doesn't matter if they say yes or no. Doesn't matter if they ha freak out or not. You just say, oh, okay, and move along. But what they showed is that you go. And it doesn't matter what the response is, but we go. Because he said to go. Go into all the world. Preach the gospel. We don't need to preach, well, really preach the gospel here. Everyone's received the gospel here. We're good. <laughs> it's out there that needs the gospel. And that's where we need to go. And that's who we need to talk to. And we have that power. We have a prime minister who knows we have that power. 
but a church that doesn't. What's wrong with this? A lot. A lot. But we don't have that problem. They, but they will not get rash. It says, it says that um, they will not get very far. For their rash, their rash folly will become obvious to everyone as it was in those, for those ma magicians mentioned. Rash folly. Not so good. Oh, you shouldn't have done that. Now you, now that's talking to us, now you have closely observed and diligently followed my teaching, conduct, purpose in life, faith, patience, love, steadfastness. You closely observed it. Does that make you go, uh, I, I feel like I didn't closely observe. But it's talking about you. You did this. You did this. Did you do this? Did you do this? Yes, you did do this. You are doing this. We got the Holy Spirit helping us. We're following him. And we got the blood that covers and washes away all unrighteousness so that we can say that that is me, you. You have closely observed and diligently follow my teaching, conduct, purpose in life, faith, patience, love, steadfastness, persecution, sufferings, such as occurred to me in Antioch and Iconium and Lystra, persecutions that I endured, but out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Persecutions promised, but just as Timothy says here, out of them all, the Lord delivered you. Out of them all. We don't need to worry. He delivered us, uh, them us, of, uh, out of them all. Indeed, all who delight in piety and are determined to live a devoted and godly life in Christ will meet with persecution. This <laughs> I know all of you are following after the Lord. I know that all of you are reaching, are reading, are, are praying, are believing, are, are exercising your faith muscles to do things. And you're del you delight in God and his goodness. You delight in these things. And you are determined. I don't know anyone here who's not determined to live a godly life. We're all determined to live a godly life. That's so exciting that we get some persecution for that. Because when you look at what the world is doing and you look at what we're doing, hmm, it looks different. It looks good for us. But for some, it might look like, well, you don't get to do what, whatever you want to do. Then to get to go out and do this and do that, party, it's not that fun. <laughs> and there's lots of consequences for it. But there's good consequences here, following and having a godly life. And it's good. It's good. And the Lord will deliver you out of per persecutions, all of them. All of them. But wicked men and imposters will go on from bad to worse. So first of all, they're getting their snakes eaten. Then they go from bad to worse. 
deceiving and leading astray others and being deceived and led astray themselves. They're just, it's like this, just this dumpster fire. It just keeps on getting worse. And just, you know, and the thing they're piling on, though, on that fire is people. Souls. But we have a fire. A fire that doesn't consume. Doesn't consume the good things, but consumes the bad things. In us, that we can shine bright. And those things can be burnt away. And we can stand blameless, faultless, we can righteous before him and not led astray, but leading people to him. But as for you, this is us, continue to hold to the things that you have learned and to which you are uh, convinced, knowing from whom you have learned them. You learned them from him. He, Holy Spirit, revealed himself to you. He showed you. You're not the same person now that you were when you started. And who was it that was doing that in you? Him. Him. Knowing from whom you have learned. That you're not like those people that are reading and reading and, lo and look exactly the same. That are listening to whatever and all manner of thing, but are not changed. You have learned, and you know whom you learned them from. And how from your childhood you have the knowledge of and have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to instruct you and give you understanding for salvation, which comes through faith in Jesus. But... You might be thinking, I'm like, oh, but I was saved when I was an adult. But just as we are a baby, we go to a teenager, we go into a, turn into an adult, we can be a baby Christian. And, then, and we're learning, and we come to be a teenage Christian, and then we can become an adult, mature Christian. But know from what, what was it at the very beginning that made you say yes? I know what it was for me. He loves you. I'm like, okay, he loves me. It was very simple. But I know it. I know it. And it changed my life. And continued to change my life. That he has a good plan for me. That I know his plan is good. That it always turns out for me. That these are the kinds of things that I know. That I cling to. And I keep on reminding myself about. And as I continue to learn more, it enhances what I knew previously. It just becomes more of a thing that I love, that he loves me. Like, he just had to, someone just had to tell me that he loved me, and I believed it. I just believed it. But I believe it still. And I believe it more, that he loves me. That every time when I look in his, the scripture, I love it. The holy writings. The precious, sacred writings. Which are able to instruct me and give me understanding for salvation. That he saved me. That I love that song. Hosanna. 
because of one word, saves. That it's present tense. That it's always happening. That he saves me. That's what I love. That his salvation continues to work. It continues to work. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And every, let's continue, it says here, every scripture is God-breathed, given by his inspiration and profitable. It's profitable to you, God's word. All of it, when you read it, it just opens up and I learn more. I make more connections. I'm like, I get more ideas. I'm, I, I get more understanding about what he's doing in me and through me. And it for reproof and conviction of sin, for correction of error and discipline and obedience, and for training in righteousness, holy living. Training in righteousness. We are righteous. In him we are righteous. But it's that canon that's there, but not exploding in our lives. To know that we have right standing with him. Moses knew he was representing, I am God. And he went in there with that authority. And because he had that authority, other things had to bow. How do we step out? Are we stepping out, sinner saved by grace? <laughs> In case you're wondering, that phrase is not well liked here. <laughs> I'm just a sinner saved by grace. It's a false humility. Because how can you be a sinner once you're a new creation? I don't understand. That when you are saved and you are, he forgives all your sin how, and you, you're a child of God, it's like, like, how can you jump back and forth? Sinner, child, sinner, child, sinner, child. I, it, you can't. You either are or you're not. So when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you become a believer, you then for, now you're a child of the Most High God. Now, like, he can't be, you can't be with him. You can't be in his presence with sin. So then you can't be a sinner, right? Can't be a sinner, right? So you can't just be, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Well, Let's take care of that. <laughs> Let's pray and take care of that because we're not. And then that changes our posture. Because we can't do important things when we're questioning who we are. So if Moses was questioning who he was, he couldn't have done what he did. And he did, have, he did have his, you know, he, he stuttered. He had his issues. But he took care of them before he went to Pharaoh. He took care of them before he went to Pharaoh. So he knew who he was and who he represented. Because you know what he said? 
let my people go. My people. Let my people go. God's so good. And so he was not squirming when he said that. Let my people go. He was speaking on behalf of God Almighty. And guess what? Before the cross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How much more so? And I was looking up righteousness. And in righteousness, we are justified. That Jesus makes us justified. You know, so I've heard just as if you never sinned. I like that, but, you know, not completely. <laughs> I'm sure there's more to it than that. But justified that we can stand in the presence with, of someone knowing who we are and being able to be bold and do what God has called us to do. We have an instruction. We can go do it. It doesn't matter if we're going to Pharaoh's court or going to our workplace or we're going, you know, to talk to a family member at something or going to a restaurant, wherever we are knowing who we are and what to say to them. But not only that, righteousness is not just a state, but a being. So it's part of our character. A righteous person wouldn't act unrighteous. So we want to allow that cannon. <laughs> we want to light the fuse to that righteousness canon that we go, we do what he's called us to do. We don't squirm. We know we're called to be there. And we say what we, he calls us to say and that follow his instruction. And it's easy. His character will come out of us. When Chariots of light were here. I could not help but think, wow, they're just like us. But they looked so different. <laughs> Some of them looked really different from us. You know, Pastor Gwen, when she's in her leather, and Mary, when he's in his leather, maybe they look a little bit similar. But I could not help but think they look like us. But really what it was is I saw the Jesus in them. And it was like the Jesus in us. And I knew they were, that we were the same. And that's his character. Shining forth. That it doesn't have to be what it looks like. But what it feels like. That he's at work. So when we go forth. We can know that his word is at work in us. Remember those things from the very beginning that set you on the path, the right one. And know who you are. And don't let those cannons get cobwebs on them. <laughs> Let's pray this morning. I'll, I'll get the band to come on up. I'll pray for you. Hallelujah. God is so good. So have you ever been out in public and you're like, they, they're just, I, they 
they're just like me. That Jesus in them. Just as important to talk to them as to talk to someone who needs Jesus. We're a family. God's working in all of us. And we have this power on the inside of us that we don't want to allow, be dormant. We want to let it loose, let it rip. And later, Timothy says, preach the word, preach the gospel. That we know the gospel, that we preach it. Preach the word. It's so valuable. Why would you not share it? There's more than enough to go around. Oh, hallelujah. Father, I thank you, Lord, that we're not looking at something that is powerless, but we're looking to you, that you are the author and finisher of our faith, that that mighty power Oh, that mighty power that's in you, that is you, is in us. Oh, I thank you, Lord, that you're showing us how to wield that power. That it's not destructive to us, but destructive to the enemy. Destructive to the world. Destructive to the things that try to hold down. I thank you, Lord, that your word is true, that your word leads and guides us, that we're learning. We're learning more and more of you, that we're understanding more and more about you. And I thank you, Lord, that you did that change in us, that you did a good work in us, and that you're continuing to do that good work. I thank you, Father, that we know who we are. And we stand just like Moses stood in Pharaoh's, at Pharaoh's throne room. And spoke the word. And spoke the truth. I thank you that we go out into our world. And we follow your instructions. We speak your word. And I thank you, Lord, that we see that change. And we don't need to worry about persecutions because you've taken care of them all. I thank you that we can stand boldly, knowing that there's nothing that can't come against us. But we have everything we need already on the inside of us. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for that change taking place. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327. Or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139, 80th Avenue, Surrey, B.C., V3W, 3B1.